Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Weaving Wisdom. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out what I am sharing this week. So I talked about the realms of wisdom and wholeness. And in those episodes, maybe even just in one of those, I mentioned the grounding points. And I want to go deeper into what the grounding points are, how they serve, and what role they play in in my experience, why I feel they're so important. The grounding points are, are states of being and they are ingredients. They're ingredients for relationship. Relationship to self, relationship to source, relationship to earth, and relationship to other people, the, mostly the intimate people in our world, the people that we carry the deepest resonance with and we want to create the most, um, the most potent relationships with. I find that these grounding points, they they give me checkpoints. Why I call them grounding points is because I, f- I feel that we're here to anchor in our harmonic frequency, meaning I feel that we all carry an essence, an energetic essence, a unique blueprint that is, um, that is powerfully influential in this earth realm. And as we anchor that into our reality, we are basically rippling that essence, that energetic frequency out all around us. And that influences and impacts all that it touches, all that it engages with. And if it's in its true harmony, if your energy is in wholeness, it's in its harmonic frequency, you're going to be feeding the abundance on the earth. You're going to be feeding the natural primal blueprint of humanity, which is one of symbiotic relationship, which is one of reciprocity and honor um, with the whole of our ecology, with the whole of our multidimensional awareness. So when I'm talking about anchoring in our harmonic frequency, I feel like we need these grounding points, our checkpoints that'll help us, that help us maintain that framework, that grounding of the frequency. It gives us a way for our behaviors and our choices to to be to be more consciously chosen. So the first grounding point is devotion. Devotion, devotion, devotion. When we choose a pathway of devotion, when we choose devotion as a state of being, we are building a relationship with trust. We are building a pathway to trust. When I looked up trust in the dictionary, <laughs> the words that stuck out to me were reliability, truth, and strength. And when I think about trust, I think about the fact that we, we feel a sense of reliability with whatever we're in trust with, meaning we know that that, whatever it is, is consistently available, is committed, and it's willing. And so those are the pieces that that I feel come with being in a state of devotion. You are committed, meaning you are, you are choosing this and saying yes to this all the time, every day. You are willing your will, your choice of how you direct your energy, you are willing to show up and be present with this thing that you're devoted to. So 
for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to talk about source energy. So you being in devotion to source energy, which is really you being in devotion to yourself and being in devotion to like nature and to being in devotion to your essence, you being devoted to source energy is you making a commitment and showing up in willingness on a regular basis, which leads to the word consistency. And I'm talking consistency from two angles. Consistency, yeah, like you show up regularly, right? You're reliably showing up, but also the consistency of your energy. If you think about the texture of your energy, when you're in a state of devotion, the texture of that energy is so whole and powerful. It is it is you giving all of your energy in its most divine composition to whatever it is that you're devoted to, to yourself, to source, to your medicine, to your magic, to your children, to your partner. So devotion, super freaking powerful. It is a powerful declaration to step into a state of being with devotion. And that powerful declaration is what paves the way for what you desire to create. I mean, ask anybody who makes things. It takes devotion. It takes consistency. You have to show up regularly. You have to be willing to work with whatever arrives and come up with creative solutions as you navigate the cultivation of whatever it is you're creating. That's just the nature of of bringing things to life. And so devotion is that process. Devotion is the pathway to trust as all of these things build a sense of reliability, build a sense of honesty and truth, and build a sense of strength with your relationship to whatever it is you're in devotion to, your relationship to source, your relationship to your essence. What I notice is the opposing energy to devotion that opposing energy is resistance. And I'm going to speak about the opposing energies through this whole episode. And really, they're pretty interchangeable. They, we all cope and utilize defense mechanisms as a way to, as a way to protect ourselves in this reality. And those show up categorically in, in many ways. But I'm going to focus on four different expressions of coping and defense mechanisms. And I'm going to correlate those with these grounding points as a way to help you begin to familiarize yourself with the way in which you may show up in in a state of opposition to these powerful states of being. So resistance is what I notice comes up with devotion. So when I notice that I'm in some sort of resistance and resistance it really provides an opportunity to take a pause and reassess. When I'm in a state of resistance about something, I need to check in with myself about how in integrity that devotion is, right? Like, is this really aligned? And if there's, if there is full alignment with this thing that I'm saying yes to, that I'm choosing to devote to, then what's the resistance about? Like, where is that coming from? Why, why is that my choice? Why am, I, why am I pushing away this act of devotion? Why am I in opposition with this act of devotion? And it's just an inquiry. That answer could be different every single time I have it. And for me, when I meet, when I meet these 
oppositions, when I meet these energies, it's when I know I have something to tune in with on a deeper level. Maybe there's a piece of me that's not having a say here. Maybe there's a piece of me that's having a fear here. Maybe there's a piece of me that doesn't know how to work with this degree of immersed energy from myself. So resistance is is what I notice kind of correlates with devotion. And it is my indication that I need to often double down on my devotion. <laughs> like I need to step deeper into my devotion and open inquiry with my wholeness about what the resistance is communicating. The second grounding point is receptivity. Receptivity. I feel like this is our, oh my God, receptivity. I want to go so much deeper into receptivity and I'll do that in a different, um, in a different episode. But I feel like receptivity is our primal state of being. I mean, think about a baby, right? Think about when you first enter this world, you are in such a depth of multi-dimensional awareness of receptivity. That is how you are that is how you are understanding and patterning reality is based on all the input, all the information that's coming into and through your being. It's patterning you to be a human. And it's it's our most natural state. When I talk about multidimensional awareness, I'm talking about receptivity. I'm talking about having the ability to to be in a state of openness with all that's coming in and through. And what that looks like to me is being in presence, being in that state of multidimensional awareness, presence meaning the right now moment, like not with a bunch of bullshit, you know, like going off in your head or being in a state of planning for the future or reflecting on the past. No, being in the present moment, being here now, being multidimensionally aware, having your awareness turned all the way up and being in a state of listening and listening beyond just the ears. I'm talking about listening with all your senses, listening with your heart, listening with your eyes, listening with your ears and your nose and your skin and the energy that's surrounding you. Receptivity, fantastic. It is um, it is a pathway to intimacy. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but I feel like when we are in intimacy, which is a state of closeness with all that we're with all that's in our immediate world with all that's in the landscape of living we've created we're in true communion with with our reality and in order to be in that intimacy we have to be in a receptive state we have to be willing to listen to be in receptivity we also need our our judgment our discernment which i'll go into next but receptivity is so important and i think we've we've learned out of being receptive we've learned how to respond or react to the um to the requests coming from the external reality but have we really strengthened and honed our ability to be receptive to what's happening in our whole reality? 
that is that is the question here and so as i'm navigating my reality and as i'm anchoring in my harmonic frequency i want to be in a state of receptivity because i want to be in awareness with my journey like i want my 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 journey to be my teacher so i want to learn and know and grow with all the things that are arriving into my reality. And I need to be in a receptive state in order for me to do that. And that receptive state and me being in such a relationship with my, with my journey, with my reality creates intimacy with my surroundings. It means that I'm always in a state of intimacy with that, which is in my surroundings, which that, which is in my reality. And that feels so important as we shape the world that we're in and as we as we really make this this powerful psychic request for humanity to fucking step up and and tune in and really live in integrity so then the the opposing energy of receptivity is avoidance right it's like the conscious choice to tune out and so many of us do this so regularly like we are given so many distractions these days and i think the plethora of information that we're taking in on a regular basis i i really do feel that without having immersion in nature and truly replenishing practices we are overwhelmed and our nervous systems aren't really built to be in receptivity with this much information on a regular basis, which I'm, which is like daily. Like I think we're just taking in a crazy amount of information on a daily basis. And so we have a tendency to lean into a tune out. We want to binge watch a TV show or scroll on our phones or like escape into our minds where we're like planning for the future or looping stories about our past reality or creating like conflict in our present reality as a way to exert our 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 control over the world around us like there's so many ways that we avoid receptivity and i understand why it can feel overwhelming to be in a state of receptivity however you are responsible for the life that you are living and you are responsible for all the components of your reality. So if there are things that are creating an overwhelm in your experience, maybe you need to bring on some boundaries or maybe you need to listen with why you're in avoidance. What are you avoiding? Are you avoiding a part of yourself that is trying to be in full expression? Are you avoiding a piece of yourself that is in pain and needs your attention? Are you avoiding um, are you avoiding the world around you because it feels like too much? Like, this is also an opportunity for inquiry. Most of these opposing energies are opportunities for inquiry and they are languages of communication that our being is expressing. Um, so why this is important it's important because we need to we need to be in our receptivity to be in intimacy we we need to be in our receptivity to have a closeness with our reality to build strong relationships 
and to really allow our essence to anchor in to this reality. And when we are avoiding, when we are consciously tuning out, we're really closing off access to all the guidance and the wisdom that is, that is naturally coming in and through us. So this leads me to discernment, which is the next grounding point. Discernment is the pathway to safety, okay? Discernment is the pathway to safety. What is safety? It's a state of being protected from danger, risk, or injury. That's the definition in the in the um, dictionary. And it felt like that made sense to me. We want to be in a state of safety, meaning when we want to be in our wholeness and ground our essence into this reality, anchor that in, we want to feel like our wholeness is safe. We want to feel like our essence is safe to be expressed. And in order to have that safety, we have to have awareness about our preferences. We need to be listening with our desires. Our desires are our greatest guide. So our discernment is so powerful. It's such a powerful tool to have discernment, to live in your discernment, to understand your yeses and your noes, to really have clarity about what feels aligned and what feels misaligned. And there are often times where we have to make slight compromises based on based on all of the ingredients of our reality. However, you need to at least be able to identify what is a yes and what is a no and do your best to create a life that is full of your yeses, to create a life, a landscape of living that feeds your desires and feeds your yeses, that feeds your preferences as opposed to which the opposing energy in this discernment category is accommodating, okay? Accommodating the external reality, accommodating someone you're in relationship with, accommodating, oh man, it's such a bummer to be in that energy, to be in the accommodating energy because it's part of what reinforces the suppression and the separation that occurs inside of us. We learn that our desires are not, really important. We learn that our needs are not that important. We learn that our yeses and nos don't really matter because we're serving something different. We're not serving our wholeness. We're not serving our wants. We're serving somebody else's. We've created a fucking weird world that like literally glorifies being in service to somebody else. And a lot of relational dynamics that are promoted are, you know, through music, through TV, through whatever, through all kinds of media. Even even the identities that we are like invited to cultivate in order to win the popularity contest of social media, that is all in service to suppressing our discernment, to suppressing our preferences, to suppressing our yeses and nos, to suppressing our our natural desires. So when we're walking this world with a compass from the external, from the external cultural narrative, we're not really walking our true north. We are we are adapting and accommodating some external reality. But the invitation with discernment is to step into safety with your wholeness, to step, step into safety with your own desires, with your own preferences, and build a life that actually allows those to be real, 
to be seen, to be heard, to be met, and to be fully available to you. So with the accommodating energy, accommodating is basically a subtle form of manipulation. And it's so shitty to think of it that way, but it's true. Like when we accommodate somebody else's needs or the culture's the culture's narrative we are often manipulating our identity to meet the external reality or or as we accommodate for somebody else to get their needs met and we feel that our needs aren't available to be met like there's no resource to meet our need we then have to subtly manipulate the external reality to try to get those needs met so it creates this weird secretive bullshitty like hiding behavior that doesn't feel like it's in alignment and we learn that we need to suppress our desires and suppress our preferences and to tune out of our yeses and nos and to resist what it is that we want like we learn this behavior pattern So discernment is about really strengthening our knowing within ourselves about what is our yes and no, what's our preference, and what our desires are. And this naturally creates boundaries. This is how boundaries are naturally fortified. Because when you are strong in your yes and you're strong in your no, when you have a clear knowing about what your desires are, what your preferences are, you will naturally create boundaries in your world. Some of which need to be communicated. Others are just communicated through your yes and no. Others are just communicated through your preference alone. And things that misalign with you will literally just dissolve and fall away. The more you strengthen these understandings and the more you live from them, the more boundaries naturally occur and the more you can build safety in your environment. So this leads to the fourth grounding point which is attunement. Attunement is the pathway to integrity, right? Integrity, the definition, is the state of being whole and undivided. That's really cool, right? Like (laughs) being whole and undivided, isn't that what we're talking about here? To be in integrity is to be in your wholeness. To be in integrity is to live in your essence. So this is your greatest gift. So you need to be attuning to that on a regular basis. You need to be making choices on a regular basis that are in alignment with the wisdom you're receiving, with the guidance that you're receiving. That's the beauty of your gift. And as you become aware of all of these things through devotion, through receptivity, through discernment, you are now responsible for how you choose, how you engage, and, and the choices and the actions that you take in this world. You are now responsible for the life you're creating. So attunement is about responsibility. It's about choice. And it's about tending. And when I'm talking about tending, I'm talking about the, the like, the both physical and energetic hygiene that it takes to tend to your whole truth. And I call these your vital soul nutrients. And I'll go deeper into that in a different episode. But they're these like non-negotiable behaviors, choices, practices, rituals that you have in place that keep you in attunement 
that nurture your attunement to your essence, to your wholeness. They're really important. It's really important to have clarity about, again, about your yeses and nos and your needs and your desires and how to translate those into prioritized rituals and practices that help keep your energetic field clear and clean and available and open and receptive and help keep your physical body taken care of, help your mind feel like it's it's open and available and clear and your ideas are able to stream through with clarity and and honoring, honoring your energy. How do you honor your energy in the same way you tend to your home in order to keep it organized and clear and clean? I say this as a double Virgo. That's very, very important to me. You need to do this with your body. You need to do this with your energy. You need to do this with your relationships. Attunement is so important. The opposing energy to attunement is rebellion. It's like the fuck off energy, right? And I feel like the rebellion to attunement happens when we are living in the accommodating energy, right? When we're in resistance, avoidance, and accommodating, when it comes to committing to taking care of ourselves and attuning our energy like that's the one place we feel like we have control that's where we're in our rebellion when we're like fuck it nope not I don't feel like brushing my teeth I don't feel like going for a walk I don't feel like you know tending to the garden I don't feel like blah 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 you can add any freaking thing in there rebellion can show up anywhere anyway anyhow and I feel like it is a direct response to feeling disempowered in any other area, we then choose to rebel in the place that where we feel like we have the most control, which is in our own reality. Because that is the truth. You, you don't have control over how other people perceive or how other people are navigating this world. You do have control over how you perceive and how you navigate this world. So if the only place you feel like you have control consciously or unconsciously is in your attunement, is in your ability to be in integrity, right? Is in your ability to show up and actually integrate the learning that you have received, then that's going to be the place where you often where you often say fuck off to yourself and and have a rebellious nature show up because it's the place where you're probably the safest to say no, but actually it's the most detrimental place for you to rebel because it it really it undermines your ability to show up in any other area. It undermines your ability to really ground all of these understandings into reality. It undermines your ability to actually create in this reality the desired life that you want. So those are the grounding points and I feel like they're super important. I utilize these grounding points in the framework of the realms of wisdom. Specifically, like I use these regularly with myself. Like these are just my checkpoints. This is how I I check myself in my in my daily life, in my daily living. These are the ways in which I help myself continue to walk my talk. And to and to really like align with my essence and be in my wholeness but in the initiation journey that I that I do with other people the one-on-one journey that I take people on these grounding points are how we initiate into each realm so each realm of wisdom is a month long and we meet weekly 
And each week we'll go into the realm of wisdom that we're working with through devotion, through receptivity, through discernment, and through attunement as a way to really open and expand our understanding and ground that new awareness in to our reality. So if you're curious about that and you want to explore that, you can check out the link in the show notes to see what a one-on-one journey would be like. I'm going to to transform the one-on-one journey into a group offering at some point. And there will also be a self-study at some point. There, there will be, I will continue to find ways to create initiations into this framework so that many people can access it and, and explore what it will provide for them. I will also be creating a weaving wisdom guide with this episode, which will be located on the Substack, and that's a free guide. And it will go into the grounding points and, and have a bunch of different ways for you to engage with this material so that you can integrate it into your reality. And if you pay 1111 a month, uh, on the Substack, you will receive a ritual writing practice, a guided ritual writing practice that I record weekly that goes into whatever episode the podcast is talking about. So for this week, I'll be going into the grounding points and we will do ritual writing through the realms of wisdom with these grounding points. So if you're interested in that, there will be a link in the show notes. I'd also love to hear from you. There is a link to my email if you have anything you want to say or if there's any topics you're interested in hearing more about. And I think that's all. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you feel like anybody you know would resonate with this information or benefit from listening and tuning in, please pass it along. I'm weaving this web organically and I would love for all the resonant souls who would benefit from tuning in with this information to to find their way here. So if you can be part of that pollinating process, I would so appreciate it. All right. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for loving and thank you for being. I'll talk to you next week.